and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here, as always, and it is time for another hot tip episode of the pod. So for those of you who might be new to How to Love the Shit Out of Life, these are fairly short episodes where I aim to pass on a bit of advice and some tips on a particular topic. And while I mention it, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us and same to any returning listeners. Thank you for being here with me again. Now, before I get started on the topic, I always like to rattle through a few things uh, that I want to remind you of. So the podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Apple, Podbean, SoundCloud and Spotify. If you do like to listen to the podcast on Apple, please give us a review. You can review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell me I'm amazing. I'm only human and I'd love to hear it. Uh, You can also access all of the episodes via my website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com forward slash podcast, all the episodes there. And once again, thank you for supporting this little podcast of mine. It's just the best thing and an absolute highlight of my life. So thank you. Now to today's topic. I'm going to be talking about keeping it real. I mean, we really should be always keeping it real or at least trying to. But in the context of today's episode, I'm focusing more on when we are using social media in particular. Uh, But I hope a lot of what I say on today's app can be applied to most situations in your lives, not just online. Uh, The inspiration for this episode has come from some things that I have read or seen over the last few weeks as many of us here in Australia unfortunately are still in a COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, For any international listeners or maybe any listeners in other parts of Australia who are living under a rock, can I join you? Um, A number of our states and territories have experienced lockdowns I would say in the last two months. We are moving into week eight of the lockdown here in Greater Sydney and other parts of New South Wales. Um, So it's been pretty tough. And as always, I want to extend my love and empathy to those who are doing it really tough at the moment. I know uh, many people who aren't working at the moment, whose businesses are closed, um, whose mental health isn't great. So I am thinking of you all. Um, Obviously myself, I feel like I'm doing okay I know I'm very lucky. I have my job. Um, You know, I'm healthy. Uh, Mentally, I feel quite healthy, but definitely feeling a bit restless. So I think, look, all of us are experiencing something at the moment um, for those that are in lockdown. So, you know, hopefully we can get through this very soon. Um, I do want to make it clear that this episode is not an opportunity for me to express my opinions on certain things going on in the current situation. Uh, It could be very easy for me to get on here and rant. Uh, Sal loves a rant, Ranty McRanson, but I have a platform that I choose to use to help people in the most logical, practical and empathetic way that I can. Um, So this isn't going to be an episode where I tell you how shit the government is or anything like that. Oh, did I just say that? 
Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but it's not going to be that. It's not going to be me telling you what I think about the government, what I think about vaccinations, what I think about people's health, what I think about any of it. It is some practical stuff on how we can be better in our honesty when sharing things online. So over the past few weeks, I've seen a few examples from people, people I know uh, and also other opinions that I've just come across on social, but I'm going to focus a bit on, on some of the examples that I've seen from people that I know and have on my social media accounts um, where they've shared information that hasn't been entirely true. I'm certainly not suggesting that they have lied or been intentionally trying to share misinformation. And what I will say is I'm not going to be naming and shaming or giving explicit details of these examples. I'm going to be pretty vague, but that's because I also, I'm not an asshole and I'm not going to try to embarrass anyone. Um, it's just some of my observations and I think how we can be a bit better. But from the outside, a couple of these examples, I would say they appear to be cases of hearing one thing, and maybe slightly misunderstanding that thing or making uh, an assumption and running with it. So one of the examples, and I will give a little bit of detail on this, but not too much, it frustrated me in particular. Um, so for our international listeners, a bit of context, each day at the moment, uh, the state premiers whose states are heavily affected by the lockdowns, are giving daily press conferences with updates on the lockdown situation and restrictions, as well as the COVID case numbers. Um, so, for instance, I live in New South Wales. My state premier is Gladys Berejiklian, and she is giving a daily update every day at 11am. Um, it's kind of become, you know, regular programming. Um, and, you know, she gives an update on the situation. We also have Dr. Kerry Chant, who is the uh, chief medical officer in New South Wales, uh, or the representative to speak on the actual case numbers, um, you know, the deaths, um, how many people are in ICU, that sort of thing. So it's, you know, it's happening every day. As I said, it's become regular programming here in this country. It happened in the last lockdowns. It's happening all the lockdowns. Um, you know, last year, Victoria, were in about a three or four month lockdown. It happened then. It happened when the COVID situation first started. So it's become the norm, I guess you could say. Um, and so going back to this example, a person who I'm friends with on Facebook shared a small statement on her account, status update, after one of these press conferences from Gladys Berejiklian recently. And I saw this statement. I didn't comment. I didn't engage with it. Um, but a few hours later, uh, I was on Facebook and I, it had obviously popped up back in my feed and there were heaps of comments asking this person if what she had just shared that was based off the press conference was true. And I didn't see this person respond at this stage. And again, later that night, yes, I check Facebook a lot during my day, guys, don't judge. Um, later that night on Facebook again, it popped up because again, there were a lot of people commenting and she finally responded and just said, oh, no, that's just what I think is going to happen. So you can see why this is frustrating for me and probably many others and probably for a lot of those people that were commenting because the statement that she had made was, you know, it could have been interpreted as, oh, God, is this what's happened? As Have they confirmed this? As Gladys said this in the press conference? And she hadn't. 
She had not said the words that this person chose to put on their status with no context. There wasn't even just a, this is my opinion, but I think X. It was just a couple of words that seemed to trigger a lot of people's emotions and anxieties and fears. Um, So, yeah, really frustrating. Um, And as I said, I don't think this person has done it with ill intentions. But it just, it really bugged me because there's already so much fear, anxiety and confusion in our country, even the world, over the COVID-19 situation. And a lot of that, we as the public, we as general everyday folk, cannot control. So particularly when a lot of things are coming from the politicians, or from large media companies as well, we can't control that stuff. The general Joe Blow down the street cannot control that. But what he can control and what we can all try to control is what we put out into the universe or into our universes, so to speak, our social media, our friend and you know family circles. So my tip to anyone who wants to share info around the lockdowns, and the COVID-19 situation on their social media to please try to get it right. So if you've just watched a press conference, don't just share what you think is going to happen without actually saying that that's just your opinion. We are all concerned. Um, Some of us are quite scared of what the coming weeks or months may look like. So I think it's important to do your part, to be honest. And look, when in doubt, don't share it all. (laughs) Blanket, blanket rule. Uh, This leads me to my next point. So it's not just something that I've noticed during COVID-19 or the recent lockdowns. It's a thing that social media is known for. Um, So if you see a link, video, image, etc. that resonates and you want to share it, please try and do a bit of research first uh, to make sure that what you're sharing isn't just some photoshopped piece of malarkey. (laughs) Uh, I still remember a post I came across many moons ago on Facebook and it was branded as an Islamic terrorism group photo in Australia and the quality of the image was so poor. Um, There was dodgy text overlaying it. It just looked like a cheap thing that you've created in word art. (laughs) Shout out to anyone who's still using word art. Good for you. Those were the days, weren't they? Um, The whole thing just felt really off to me. It it clearly seemed to be a case of Islamophobia. Um, And I remember I blocked the page or the account and I have no idea how I came across this. I certainly wasn't following any um, anti-Islam pages or anything. But I, I came across it and I remember blocking the page that it had been shared from or whatever. And then not long after, I saw someone on my Facebook, much to my horror, sharing that image, probably from a different page or account. And I just kept thinking, like, there's no way this is real. The image itself, it did not look like it was from Australia. It just seemed off. And, you know, trust your instincts on this sometimes as well. When you're trolling through social, trust your instincts. If something looks really dodgy, I reckon 85% of the time it is really dodgy. And eventually, months later, I came across a fact-checking organisation that had said that this image was fake 
And then also I remember uh, one or two prominent Muslim figures here in this country shared it as well and said this is proven to be fake. Um, the image was not from Australia. It was from a completely different country and yet someone has created it to make it look like there's this little terrorist group, you know, getting together in bloody Bondi or wherever the hell it was, plotting to take over the country and kill everyone. Like it's just – it's so frustrating and I kept thinking, and I do still sometimes think, not just about that image, but other things as well, like how many times would that have been shared? And how many impressionable people would have come across that? Not to mention how many ignorant people would have seen it as well. So, look, we've all done this. Um, no, not all of us have shared Islamophobic images on our social media. And I really hope that you never do. Um, but we all have shared things that maybe have been a bit embellished or not 100% true. And my advice would be to always do a bit of digging before you share something that's not your content to your social accounts. It's super easy to Photoshop images. I've used Photoshop for years and trust me, you can make almost anything appear not as it actually is. So as I said earlier, when in doubt, don't post. Uh, if you come across something that you are really passionate about and you want to share it, do your homework and be ready that if there is any backlash. So if what you've shared uh, isn't entirely true or it turns out to be completely fake, you might need to own this. Um, you might need to take it down, you know, whatever it is. I think just making sure that you're prepared to own what you've shared on your accounts. Um, this has happened to me before and it can be hard to admit when you're wrong, but it's necessary, especially if you're perpetuating lies um, and lies that hurt people and community groups and, you know, people that are innocent parties. So think about that. Um, I know in this day and age, everyone has an opinion, <laughs> which is often uh, confused with facts. So what I believe to be true or right might not be what you do. But I think we can all agree that sharing things that are blatantly wrong or made up regardless of the narrative, is not okay. So my final piece of advice today is to keep it real when sharing your experiences with certain things online as well um, and also in conversations with the people around you. So now I'm not here again to get into rants and opinions on vaccines uh, and what people should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to getting vaccinated against COVID, but it's a big topic at the moment and it's the example that I feel has sprung to mind um, when I was thinking about this in preparing for this episode. So what I will say is if you do get vaccinated and you want to share your experiences around how you felt, what symptoms you got, etc., please try and be as honest as possible when sharing those experiences, particularly publicly uh, online. We as humans tend to exaggerate a bit when it comes to storytelling. Sometimes it can really add to a storytelling experience when you heighten some of the key points a bit. And this is coming from a storyteller who has done this thing before. Um, I once asked my mum to kill me because I had rotten period pain. I dramatically asked my own mother, my birth giver, to euthanize me because I felt like I was dying. 
or I said that I felt that I was dying. Um, I was not. My mum certainly didn't entertain my idea of uh, killing me. <laughs> Thank you, mum. And after about an hour or so, I had fallen asleep. And then later, I woke up and I felt fine. Now, I'm not saying that period pain isn't terrible because it is, it can be. And I know there are a lot of women that have experienced severe cramps and things like that. It's, it's not great. But I think if you were to ask me now, okay, Sally, tell me what your experience was with period pain. And I don't know how this episode turned into a period pain uh, episode. But anyway, here we are. Um, what was your experience like with period pain as a teenager? I think what I would say now is yes, I experienced painful cramps that would last for a bit, maybe a few hours, some days. And then generally I would be okay, you know, after having a little rest, um, maybe taking a painkiller like a Nurofen, having a lie down, whatever. But I would be a bit more honest, I think practical in the way I would explain my experience. So over the last couple of weeks, as more Australians have been getting vaccinated against COVID, I've been seeing a lot of people sharing their experiences with how they've felt afterwards. Um, I've seen some people say things like, I felt I was dying. (laughs) Okay, um, sure. But were you? I mean, let's be real. If you were actually dying from the, the aftermath of your COVID shot or any vaccine, I, I think, look, I would hope that you would be in hospital or getting some form of treatment. I guess what I'm trying to say is what I've found more helpful is the more logical experiences that have been shared. So say, for instance, seeing people talk about the headaches that they've had. So I've seen some people that have had, whether it's AstraZeneca or Pfizer, talking about how they've had headaches maybe the day after and how, you know, how long roughly their headache has lasted, what they tried to do to combat that headache. I've just found this infinitely more helpful and positive than to see people saying that they felt like death. And again, I get it. It adds to the story and it might be funny in a way and it's probably a bit of tongue-in-cheek at times from people, but there are a lot of people feeling anxious about getting vaccinated for different reasons Um, And I can't help but feel for those people when I see silly and illogical stuff like this. So I think if you want to have a bit of a laugh, okay, but it might be good to follow up that banter with what your experience was really like. Okay, so it feels good to get all of that off my chest. Uh, I hope I have given some good advice and perspective on keeping things real on your socials Look, I've worked in social media for a long time now, about eight or nine years. I've managed several social media accounts over the years for different jobs. Obviously, I do all my how to love the shit out of life stuff myself. And I will say that I have seen the absolute best, the weirdest, the funniest, and unfortunately, the worst of humanity in my time working in social media content. So what I will leave you with is the next time you want to share something, think about what side of that humanity scale you want to be on. And I guarantee that no one really, except for maybe sociopaths, (laughs) want to be on the worst side of humanity. I think we all would rather be uh, the good eggs 
the funny guys on TikTok or, you know, the weirdos sharing some random stuff that doesn't really make sense, but we get a kick out of it anyway. So to anyone in lockdown, uh, like myself, stay healthy. Please take care of yourselves. Uh, Thank you to everyone for listening. And remember to keep it real. (laughs) Thank you.